how's everybody doing? Uh, fine. Good. About halfway through a white club. Only had to watch one kid today. Feeling pretty energized. A little post-kid white claw? Mm-hmm. I'm drinking a Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing IPA. Does it taste like feet? It does, but I'm a, I'm into that, so... <laughs> it doesn't taste like feet as much as uh, the Boochcrafts that I've been drinking. Those things are... They taste like feet, that's for sure. They've got a heavy foot uh, aftertaste, <laughs> for sure. You definitely I'm heavy getting foot. getting notes of feet. Like bare earthen feet. I'm kind of into it, though, to be honest. Gross. It's not the worst thing in the world. I'll be happy to change change the subject here to what I'm drinking, a, a nice Genesee cream ale. Mm, ale, much better. Don't you always drink those, though? Um, Constantly. Oh, well. Always, yes. I'm never not drinking them. Just maintaining a constant month. <laughs> Probably not healthy, but I don't know enough about health to dispute it, so it's probably To quote fine. Archer, it's, uh, you're afraid to stop drinking because a cumulative hangover may kill you. Oh, yeah. I was no, actually just real. trying to be funny. No, I'm not, I'm not always drinking them. But <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Wes? Round us out. I am having a blue Gatorade. Yeah, yeah, you are. Fancy boy. Oh, yeah. Is, is that the flavor? Well, the well, well, well uh, wait, what cool kind blue. of blue? There cool blue. That's literally the flavor. Absolutely, blue <laughs> is the flavor. <laughs> if you don't call your Gatorade uh, by color, you're a sociopath, for sure. I mean, do they not have flavors? No, they're this one does. yellow it's blue. and red. Yeah, you're, you're, you're either a sociopath or undercover police officer, maybe both. Right, probably both. Uh, no. <laughs> it's a, it's what a we're ben trying to diagram. tell you is we all know that you're an undercover sociopath. <laughs> are you talking to yourself? Yeah, you're the one drinking the blue <laughs> you're Gatorade. I'm drinking bro. it. I'm, I'm confused now. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are, episode two, of Wake of Whispers, getting into the thick of it. Just to give a little, give a little recap. So, the four of you, after each receiving a letter informing you about the death of your mutual friend, Professor Petros Lorimer, uh, which also requested that you each be present for the reading of his will, you each journeyed far from your prospective homes, some farther than others, to the small town of Ravengro, in the country of Ustalov. On a very rainy day, you arrived just in time for the funeral of your friend. You met Petros's daughter, Kendra Lorimer, who asked you to act as pallbearers along with a friendly local uh, named Zokar. Uh, you carried Petros's casket through the rain, through the town graveyard dubbed the Restlands. Uh, but before you could make it to the gravesite, you were beset upon by an angry mob of uh, really dickish locals uh, that were really upset, claiming Petros was a necromancer, and they're refusing to let him be buried in the wrestlings uh, with their kin. 
You tried to settle things peacefully, but you failed. And they ended up attacking you. Uh, you fought it out in the rain. Stormak bravely threw himself right in the middle of it, uh, but he was surrounded and beaten unconscious, along with Zokar, your new friend. Eventually, though, uh, you overcame the thugs, and the funeral continued as planned. Afterwards, you followed Kendra to the Lorimer estate, where Councilman Vashin Hearthmount read Petros's will. In the will, you each asked to stay in Ravengrow for one month, assisting Kendra with whatever it is she may need. And at the end of those 30 days, you are to deliver a collection of valuable but dangerous tomes to the city of Lepidstad, at which point you've been promised to receive 100 platinum coins each. I mean, that, that's definitely some, uh, some coin. Some serious coinage. Perhaps we should also point out that we uh, used non-lethal force on those stupid, stupid townspeople. I mean, did. barely. Well, maybe there mm. was maybe we were tempted to use lethal force, but we were in control of ourselves the entire time. We only knocked them out. So that's true. Mm-hmm. They they were lo- landing blows for sure. Uh, we we struggled. And then. After the reading, after the reading of the will, uh, Kendra was very tired. She showed a lot of you to your rooms. Uh, Sidrail, I think, took up in the library with his bedroll, uh, just reading through the night. And um, I don't know. I can't really think of anything else important or meaningful that happened. Can you guys? No, I think that was it. Really? <laughs> really? That's the... Nope, we're all safe in our beds. Everything's fine. There was an important event. Um, that dude, uh, Edivian, was uh, willed the spellbook of the professor, and then that jerk just threw it in the trash can. He did. Must be nice. That thing's like 50,000 GP. Uh, oh, and then and then Flora, Flora picked it up because she was the only one with a legit perception role. But aside from that, nothing else eventful happened nothing. that night. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I don't remember. That's for sure. Well, that's probably because of your concussion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that could have something to do with it for sure. So Father Ozel left the Lorimer estate uh, to gather his things. Uh, his uh, name's, from the room. His name's Ozel Broadtusks. Thank you. He's just Ozel Broadtusks. That's a good point. He left the Lorimer estate to go gather his things from the inn that he had recently, uh, earlier in the day, checked a room out in. But some of the local dicks had something else to say about that and jumped you, surrounded you, and bashed you over the head with a two by four, and you were unconscious. Sucks. Also got accosted by a group of private eyes. Was that a milled two by four or like a real two by four? Because uh, there's a difference. It's a good question. Maybe the mem- your memory will come back to you. Yeah, they all look the same when they're coming at your face. That's for sure. That is kind of where we left off. When we set the scene a little bit, come into focus. 
on a small grasshopper, dutifully munching on a tall piece of grass along an earthen trail overlooking a pleasant field filled with vibrant purple and orange wildflowers. The tiny insect flutters away as it is abruptly pushed aside by the long flowing robes of someone coming down the trail. And as our view rotates, we see the back of this individual. We see he is an older man wearing long ornate scarlet robes with a funny looking floppy hat that matches the decorum and a walking stick. He's humming pleasant tune and reaching out to interact with the native plants and shrubs along the path. As he crests a slight rise in the field, we see a small stone cottage off in the distance with smoke rising from the chimney. A small garden sits off to one side and a stream off to the other. Well, I guess you did find your solace amongst the more natural things now, haven't you? The man says with a reverent tone as he continues down the trail toward the cottage. The man heads toward the gate at the entrance of the garden, and with a wave of his wand, as if just brushing it aside, the gate gracefully swings open without a touch, allowing him passage. He pauses at the gate for a moment, because inside the garden, can be seen a little half-orf girl, gleefully darting amongst the rows of cabbages and cornstalks, chasing cabbage moths. The man stops to revel in the innocence of her youth, and as she is just about to catch a moth flapping around erratically, a low voice comes out from behind another row of crops adjacent to her. Reyna, I've warned you that if you continue to damage our food stock with your tomfoolery, then we'll have nothing to eat when winter comes again. A tall, older-looking half-orf, covered in soil and sweat, stands from out behind a mound of squashes. Wiping his hands on his gray tunic, he lovingly pats the young child on her head. He smirks as he does so. After a few seconds... The half-orc glances toward the gate and notices an intruder standing in their space, and immediately his look tenses. He tightens his grip on his small garden trowel. The man, without hesitation, begins walking toward the pair in a slow and casual manner, as to seem as non-threatening as possible, and says, Hello! Hello, my dear friends. No need to be alarmed, no need. My name is Professor Petrus Warner. I'm here on behalf of the University of Leopardstadt. I have come seeking the counsel of one Father Ozil Broadtusks. You are him, I presume. The half-orc loosens the grip on his gardening implement and replies, Yeah, I am him, but you may want to drop the father, for I have hung up the cloth many years ago. Ah, yes, uh, so I've heard, my tall friend, so I've heard. With all due respect, Professor, please state your business. Uh, I'm in the middle of gardening. Ah, yes, yes, uh, well, I, I feel that due to the uh, sensitive nature of this request, we should discuss this matter in private. Professor's eyes dart toward the little half-orc girl standing next to Ozel. He acknowledges this subtle expression 
and shoes the little girl along to continue chasing bugs out in the garden. Shall we sit? Um, my bones are tired from the long trek from Hammerrock, and I sure could use a strong cup of meat. The professor gestures his wand towards a pile of firewood, right, and right before Father Ozel's eyes, the pile of wood turns into two oversized, comfortable-looking leather chairs and an end table, complete with quartz decanter and two crystal tumblers. The professor sits down in one of the chairs, offering the other one to the half-orc as he pours a drink and takes a sip. All right, yes. Well, now to the point. I have come here looking for information on a certain subject that... I have heard you may be intimately familiar with uh, the Maroi. Ozel's demeanor immediately goes from amazement to concern as he takes a seat. Vam vampires? What could you possibly want with them? I assure you, Mr. Broadtusk, um, it, it is merely an interesting avenue of study for me, but... I seem to have run into a sort of dead end, so to speak. Uh, I am in need of a certain, uh, how do you say, material component to continue my research into finding a, a cure. A, well, a cure that has come, sadly, uh, too late for your situation. Well, for Abigail's situation. And as such, uh, information that I've gathered has led me to believe that you are in possession of such a um, memento. When the name Abigail is mentioned, Ozel's expression changes from concerned to horrified to angry. As he thinks to himself, How could this human know that name? There's no way. Everyone who is there is dead. He looks for a moment as if he wants to lash out at this stranger. But instead he stops himself and calms himself. A couple of tears stream down his wrinkled, gray-green cheeks into his black beard as he looks up at the professor and says, All right, professor. They're inside. Blackout. So mysterious. Now, Ozil, I'm going to have you do something for me. And it's uh, it's going to be the first time that we do this, but it is a little bit of a uh, house rule. Uh, something that I'm stealing from another game system. But I'm going to have you... Roll me a luck roll. Uh, 2d10s? Yes, so for people listening at home, that is 2d10s, basically a d100 percentile roll. And a 50 or lower is a success, and a 51 or higher is a failure. And uh, basically, sometimes this might just come in handy for deciding things that depend on luck. We'll leave it up to the random number gods. Do you want to know what it is? I do. Do you really what do you really want to know what it is? <laughs> yes, please. It's a 51. God damn it. 
A 51. <laughs> it's a 51. Uh, it's as close to you can get to failing as possible. So, in that case, our scene is going to open up. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> no. With uh, Ozel Broadtusks opening his eyes as a rooster crows in the background at what must be sunrise. There is a man standing above you, a, a thin sort of gaunt man with bags under his eyes and a five o'clock shadow. He's wearing a, a long leather kind of duster and a wide brim leather hat. He says, all right, stranger, I, th- I think you're gonna wanna wake up. Where am I? Uh, well, you're in Ravengrove. Uh, you don't look like you had a great night. Uh, it seems I've been misplaced from my hotel room. Uh, forcibly. Uh, where, uh, where... Where in Ravengrow am I, I, uh, I seem to remember that. Uh. And as your eyes open a little more and your, your vision starts to go, come a little more clear and less blurry, uh, you see that you're in uh, a sort of stone clearing and you're on the ground laying up against a large stone statue of a man. Um... You, as well as the statue, as well as the entire stone clearing around you, are covered in blood. Well, that's fucking awesome. Alright. There is blood splattered everywhere. Oh, no. There is a crowd of people uh, standing around, like, talking to each other, pointing and whispering. Uh, The man with the Duster offers you a hand to let you stand up or to help you up. Uh, I take it and stand up, try to get my bearings. I imagine I'm a little groggy. He says, What's your name, old man? Uh, my name is uh, Ozil Broadtusks. I was here uh, on call of uh, Professor Lorimer. Uh, I don't exactly understand how I got here. I'm, I'm sorry. You're telling me you don't remember anything. Uh, no, sir. You can't tell me anything about this mess that I find you in. Uh, nope. What about that? And he points to this statue. And you look, and uh, it is a statue of a uh, kind of heroically posed human man, uh, holding a truncheon in one hand and a crossbow in the other. Uh, he's got a large beard. And uh, underneath it is a large list of names. Uh, the entire thing is splattered in blood. And over the list of names, there is a large letter V painted in blood. 
Yep, no idea how that got there. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, sir. Look, uh, you're not from here. Uh, I don't know what you're doing here, uh, but you must admit this doesn't look good for you, right? Uh... Well, if we were going for an art piece, it might, but uh, I feel like this isn't a uh, very cultured town. <laughs> Not the right thing to say. He is staring at you completely deadpan. All right, well, listen. I'm going to have to bring you in. I'm going to have to ask you a couple questions, all right? My name is Benjamin Keller. I'm the sheriff of this town. Well, someone has to be, apparently. All right, uh, yeah, sure, I'll come with you. Where's my stationery? <laughs> yeah, I can't answer that. Uh, I found you just like this. And if you look around, your bag of belongings and your stationery is nowhere to be found. Um, you only have the things that you had on your person. Well, isn't that unfortunate? All right, officer, wherever we need to go. All right, so you go with him peacefully? Well, yeah, I don't really have an option. And as he, he kind of holds you by the side of the arm, and uh, not, not very tightly, like he seems to be at least semi-trusting, because you're not giving him a lot of pushback on any of this, and... Uh, yeah, I don't feel like you know, I don't feel like arguing with the sheriff. It, you know, day number two in town is a great idea. Uh, so he leads you out of this kind of square of uh, this large statue, and um, as he, as you leave the crowd, uh, everyone's kind of whispering to each other and pointing at you, and they're moving away from you as you come near them. And uh, am I covered in blood too? You are. Oh no, that's probably not uh, mine. Or you, uh... you do not appear to be wounded in any way. Uh, you're or you're bruised and you're beaten. Uh, you have black eyes. Not that you could see them, but you can feel them. Um, maybe some bruised ribs, but no open, nothing. No, no blood loss. Yeah, not not enough blood to cover that statue and or myself and that whole plaza because I would, probably would have been dead. And then we'll cut from there, from you leaving that crowd. And we'll go to the Lorimer Estate. Stormac, what do you do when you hear the rooster crow? Um, I think I'm already up. I think I'm already awake. Uh, I cleaned up last night before I went to bed, and, and so I'm good to go. Uh, Kendra Lorimer had talked about making us breakfast, so Stormac wants to try to, um, it, at the very least, help her out, uh, maybe even beat her to it. So he'll head downstairs, uh, returning the two books that he took to the exact place that he took them from. Uh, one of them happened to be a cooking book, and uh, he was quite pleased with that, and so he gets to work in the kitchen. Right, so you just go find your way through the kitchen and start making some breakfast? Yeah, he, he knows his way around the kitchen. We'll say you're the first one up and, and uh, the house is pretty quiet. Kendra's not awake yet. And um, 
you're able to find the things you need to start making up a little something. Am I right that you have a uh, profession cooking skill? Yes, I am a, a level one professional cook. All right. Why don't we have a roll on that? Sure, uh, why not? We're at it. Let's do that. So that is a natural three for a grand total of a ten. Not too bad. All right, all right. It's no fine dining, but you probably whip up something pretty good. You know, I'm not used to this type of uh, ingredients here. Um, how about Sidriel? Sidriel, did you stay up super late uh, reading books in the library where you set up camp? Uh, stayed up late enough to where Sidriel's actually just passed out on that rug in the library, surrounded by a pile of books, with just one kind of like resting on his face from where he fell asleep reading it. <laughs> nice. So, you, would you say that you you'll probably end up sleeping in a little bit? Yeah, most likely. Um, it, it's probably gonna take some doing to to wake him up this early. Now, Flora, when you wake up. Uh, you notice the sun coming in from the window. Uh, but as you sit up and, and, uh, kind of look a little closer, you notice something a little strange. You notice that the, uh, the window has bars over it. Yo. And it definitely did not when you went to bed. What? Hmm. And as you look around the room, it looks a lot different all of a sudden. As the the furniture, the vanity is gone, the dressers are gone. You can remember them just like it was yesterday. Um, but now it's just a bare stone brick room uh, with like puddles and like bits of hay around. And you look at the bed that you're laying in. And it's just like a slab of uncomfortable hay. What do you do? I mean, that's not what you want, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, um, is my dog there? You do not see Daisy anywhere. Uh-oh. Holy shit, what happened to you? If you get, you look for Daisy, and all you see is a, a plate of, like, really disgusting-looking food sitting on a small rug by the door. Uh, she's going to panic. She's going to freak out like, uh, like, no, 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 not again, not again. And start kind of like clawing at the walls and looking for the way out. Okay. So, yeah, you're clawing at the walls and freaking out. Maybe you run to the window and start checking the bars. Mm-hmm. And when you look out the window, it's not the scene you expect to see. Uh, you remember the view from this window, and it was of the house across the street. Uh, but now you seem to be looking down on the entire town uh, as if you're up, up on a hill outside of town. Wait, what? <coughs> oh, and the shit. buildings look a little bit different. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, just teleport, no big deal. Yeah, just, you know, in her sleep. Like a fourth level so... spell. Um, she's going to yell for help. 
So you start yelling and crying for help, and you hear nothing from outside the door. There's no response. Uh, no amount of like hammering on the doors or the bars budges them or brings any attention from anyone. What uh, did you do to us, John? What did as, you do? <laughs> as you're growing more and more desperate, you turn and you notice something on the wall. You notice an F slowly being painted on the wall as if by an invisible paintbrush and as if in blood and then an L Ah! (laughs) and the blood is dripping from these letters this thick paintbrush uh, stroke makes an O oh I don't like it (laughs) an R and then an A. She's yelling more more frantically now and like banging on the door and trying to scream out the window. And just as the A is finished being painted on the wall and you start screaming and banging more, you wake up. You're telling me I got blasted in blood and then they just gave me a V and she just gets a few letters written on the wall? I get my whole goddamn name in a prison cell in a tower. Okay, I woke up in blood. Yeah, I woke up in a prison cell. Well, I didn't. I guess I didn't actually wake up. Well, I'm about to be in one anyway, so... And now you wake up back in your room in Kendra Lorimer's recently uh, inherited estate. And everything's just back the way it was. Daisy is at the foot of your bed. Just waking up and putting her head up on the bed to to greet you. Uh, She's gonna... I mean, I assume she woke up screaming. That's fair. That's fair. It's canon now. going to start sobbing and she's gonna crawl across the bed and put her face in Daisy. So you had a little bit of a bad dream there. That's a very bad dream for Flora. Uh, do you uh, go downstairs, or do you? Uh, what do you do? I think she's going to stay there for a while. <laughs> All right. So, back downstairs. Kendra is waking up and coming downstairs. And uh, she's still got, like, her, her pajamas on, which... I mean, in what, like, uh, what medieval or Victorian standards is still, like, four layers of clothing, right? But it's her cozy layers. She's yawning, coming down. Looks like she didn't sleep very well. Her hair is messy. And, uh, she smells the food that, uh, Stormac has going. And, uh, she heads into the kitchen. Oh, good morning. Oh. What a pleasant surprise. Good morning to you as well. I, I've, I've been doing the best I can here. It smells delightful. Oh. I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. You're not there. <laughs> um, she's like, I, I, I most certainly did not have the energy to cook this morning. I'm glad glad you took the initiative. Oh, please have a have a seat. Uh, let let me let me do everything. Are you the only one up? <clears throat> yes, as far as I know. Very well, well. I will certainly uh, have my share of relaxing then. Man, bro, I hope that book paid off. 
<laughs> it didn't. I, I rolled a three. <laughs> it, it, it did. It did not. It's just, no. <laughs> it's like, it was close, but it just totally didn't. John gave me no off. modifier for having oh, yeah. read a cooking book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he gave you the plus two. It still just wasn't great. So, as she's standing there and you're cooking, uh, she kind of tries to get you know to get to know you a little better she's like so um stomach is it yes ma'am um tell tell me a little bit about yourself uh if you if we're going to be spending time together oh it's only natural oh uh, well i'm 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 just from yenderhof uh the sky citadel uh just you know a couple hundred miles over there um i've heard of it yes Yes, uh, that's where I'm, that's where I met your father. Oh, do tell me, uh, how how do you know my father? Well, I I don't know him very well. Uh, he was studying in the library uh, where I worked, and um, he was there for quite some time. Uh, 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 I, 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 honestly, I didn't know him very well. I feel a little strange even being here. But uh, I've never been away from Yanderhof, and I couldn't turn down the offer, and I appreciate your hospitality. I appreciate you being here, especially not knowing my father as well as, as I thought. I'm, I'm sure that he saw something in you, uh, some reason that he asked you to be here to do this. Uh, he was somewhat of a mysterious man, but he always had his reasons for doing things, I found. Would that be because of his school? Stormak uh, turns his head and looks away as if he heard someone, but... Uh, he says, uh, perhaps we open this window, eh? Opens the window, uh, kind of. Yes, did I, did you hear a convict? <laughs> a convict? <laughs> uh, Me? I, I, I always try to speak with conviction, um, but I, I, I don't know any convicts, to tell you honestly. Oh, that, mu- that must have been it. Yes. Uh, would you like some coffee and butter on your toast? And here you go. Oh, yes, I always take my toast with coffee and butter on it. <laughs> a little bit of cheese whiz. <laughs> yeah, we, we're all out of cheese. Ye old cheese whiz. <laughs> ye old cheese whiz. Old with an E. Oh, yeah, so oldie. good. Ye oldie cheese whiz. <laughs> um, maybe at this point uh, somebody else wakes up and comes in. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, Flora's gonna, um, find her way downstairs. So we hear your footsteps, and then Daisy's big, fat footsteps coming behind you. Yes. Okay. Seems somebody's awake. Oh, good morning. Good morning. How did you sleep? I cooked breakfast for you. Ah, thank you. And you too. You too, doggy. <laughs> she will. Is there like are we at a table or like a breakfast nook? Yeah, it's probably a, a like a large kitchen with a big table in the center. Okay, so she'll she'll have a seat at the table. Oh, Flora, my dear, 
I, I hope the accommodations were uh, suiting for you. Oh, they're delightful. Thank you. I will, of course, be sure to uh, make things more comfortable for you uh, today, hopefully. Um, it was a... I wasn't expecting <laughs> you to be asked to stay here until the reading of the will, you see. Of course, it's not a problem. Um, you okay? Uh, you look like you've seen a ghost. I didn't sleep very well. I'm sorry for that. Uh... It smells like Stormax cooking up a wonderful breakfast for us. Uh, perhaps that will help. Yeah, she's uh, she's not feeling very talkative, so she's uh, not like making eye contact or anything. She's just sort of sitting there. Well, um, it appears that uh, the food might be ready soon. Uh, you wouldn't be, be willing to go wake uh, Sir Cedril, would you, Flora? Sure. She'll hop up and take off. Daisy's gonna stay though because she smells bacon. <laughs> Here you go, doggy. Have a piece. Happy, happy dog. Yeah. <laughs> Is he a sir if he's a level one fighter? Is that just he's what just you're being get? polite? What do you do, Flora? Are you on like a bedroll or something? Yeah, bedroll is laid out on top of the rug. There's like piles of books around me, a couple burned out candles. Okay. So she'll go up and like pull your bedroll a little bit. And... <laughs> <laughs> like like a tablecloth magic trick? Like pull it out from underneath him? No, just kind of rattle him around a bit. Just make him realize that there's somebody there. It's the it's it's circumference of the Seiko room. Ah, oh, the state of you. <laughs> and she'll, uh, she'll kick him. Not hard, but just, like, nudge him with her toe. Oh. 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 <laughs> it's like getting hit with a fly swatter or something. It kind of looks up at you, and like, first with some confusion, then just a bit of disappointment. Uh, oh, I'm so... just having a really. Are you expecting someone else? Having a really good dream. Well, food's ready. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll be right in. And she'll take off. Cedric starts kind of like going through, trying to find his place in the uh, book that he was reading last night that was laying on his face. Wander into the kitchen like like a twelve year old with her iPad, just buried in face, not acknowledging anybody. Oh my god, <laughs> you're so rude. <laughs> Good morning, Sidril. Uh, I trust you slept well. Uh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, morning. <laughs> it's, I, it seems you've taken quite an interest in all my father's uh, collection of books. Uh, it's very well. Do do any of you know each other? No. Uh, no. No. <laughs> you are not there. <laughs> I just like I like this. I like simple answers. No, Storm <laughs> Stormag's a simple guy with simple answers. I think I just heard a convict say no. Oh my god. 
Well. <laughs> says, well, I, I certainly hope that uh, if you all are planning on staying here, as my father requested, that we should rather get to know each other. Perhaps a little bit better. Uh, my, my name is Stormac. Uh, I, I like books as well. And he puts a big plate of food in front of Sidriel. And he, like, very, <clears throat> like, a little, not not violently, but a little too friendly, uh, touches Sidriel on the shoulder and says, um, I spent many years working in the library. I know my way around books. And he, I don't know, shakes him a little bit friendly. He tries <laughs> to be friendly about it, but... <laughs> Probably not going to come off too well. <clears throat> yeah, Sidriel just kind of like tries to lean away from it without looking up or really acknowledging it in any other way. You were so awkward. Stormak, Stormak <laughs> looks at everybody else and he's like, uh, books are wonderful friends sometimes. And, and he tries to like kind of play it off for Sidriel and, and goes back to serving. <laughs> yes, well, that's certainly the spirit. Uh... I, uh, I'm rather fond of books myself. I've, actually, after all this, I've been, that's one, one of the many options I've been considering, uh, is perhaps returning to Leopardstad and continuing my studies. Um, I don't want to say following in my father's footsteps, but, you know, I think he would, uh, he would approve. What are you, a size six? <laughs> let, let me shut this window. It's, uh, there's just too much noise coming in. Um, He's just hanging out outside the window. I'm just out there gardening, you know, just doing my thing. Oh, you're in jail, bud. Well, for now. Yeah. Is, is there a lock on this window? There we go. She says, uh, Flora, um, my father had mentioned you before, um, he says that you were somewhat of a housekeeper. Is that right? I more so just watched out for his things. Well, that's nice. Uh, he definitely spoke very highly of you. Um, yes, we're old friends. And Citriel, how do you know my father? Uh, we, we wrote to each other fairly often. I was, uh, I, I was studying some of his work. He didn't he, he was doing amazing things. Yes, that's nice to hear. People of some intelligence uh, would tend to agree with you. However, there are many more people who would uh, disagree, as you have seen uh, somewhat in the wrestlings yesterday. Yes, what happened there? Uh, people here are very superstitious, you might say, and, and untrusting, and... Uh, very susceptible to rumors and myths, and many didn't really quite understand that when my father would tend to research things of uncouth nature, uh, it was not to support them, but to combat them. You understand? Of course. Many here are quick to think uh, without their brains, and I was very surprised to see them act in such a way, to be honest. Uh, Things around Raven Grow lately have been getting a little tense. I'm not sure why, but so strange, strange feelings these days. I can't quite put my finger on it. 
And as Kendra says that, the camera pans out a bit, and we'll cut uh, to the Raven Grove Jail, where Benjamin Collar is leading Ozel Broadtusks into the entrance of the jail, which is on the outskirts of the town square where you were beaten up last night. And um, on your way there, there's lots of people kind of looking at you and trying to talk about you without anyone hearing, whispering to each other. And he brings you in uh, to the jail, and it's a small, like, kind of unassuming jail. Uh, you see a doorway that leads to a section of cells in the back, and there's several guardsmen, uh, three or four that you can see at the moment, uh, talking to each other, leaning on their swords, and kind of water cooler banter as you come in. Everyone kind of stops talking and looks at you. The sheriff is like, all right, back to it, uh, nothing to see here. They have, like, a legit, like, clay pot turned over, like, a water cooler into, Mm -hmm. like, another clay pot. Oh, it's cannon. Oh, and they're, like, leaning on it? Yeah. (laughs) It's a watering hole. The watering bowl. It's the watering bowl. (laughs) It's a bad joke. It's my favorite kind. Um, He leads you back to, like, an office, motions for you to sit down, and he sits in his chair. It's like, all right, uh, Mr. Broadtusks, tell me, what are you doing in my town? Is Father Ozil, or is uh, Ozil Broadtusks um, restrained? No. We're just having a friendly conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't put up any of fight or resistance, uh, so he didn't use any kind of force with you, other than having a hand on, on your arm lightly. Awesome. And I'm still covered in blood like Carrie. Mm-hmm. I went full Total Carrie. Carrie. Awesome. Full carry. With V written behind me. Awesome. Cool. No, well, no, no. The V was written on the statue. Oh, right. That was behind me. You didn't bring yeah. the statue with you. No, yeah. it was really big. <laughs> Are we sure on that? Because I'm, I don't know. Just keeping the banter going. <laughs> but See? he kind of sits down, puts his feet up. He's like, first things first, Mr. Broad Tusks. What are you doing in my town? here for a, for a funeral for my uh, friends that I had met long ago. I, I, uh, I got into, I got probably a little bit tusky with uh, some of the locals last night and got beat up, unfortunately, and I don't know exactly how I ended up at the base of that statue that is uh, so prized. He kind of smirks when you say Tusky. So you're a friend of Petros, huh? Uh, All right. That is the one, yes. Uh, I heard about your little tussle there in the uh, in the wrestlings. I've already had a talk with a couple of those uh, people. Uh, from what I understand, they were pretty out of line. I, I don't know. They... Uh... I'm not from Ustalav. I thought it was part of the uh, tradition. Getting a fist yeah. fight in a graveyard, yeah, it uh, makes sense to me. He looks down, looks you up and down at your, your robes uh, that you're wearing, your uh, ceremonial robes uh, that you're still wearing from the funeral. They're covered in blood and mud, but it looks like he still recognizes them for what they are, and he's like, Looks like you're a man of the cloth, uh, Phrasma. 
Is that right? Yes, and if you could offer a good dry cleaner, I could uh, could get these fixed at. <laughs> it's like, well, then I think you know that that was not part of the ritual or ceremony. It's fair. Most of the town here follows Phrasma. Um, I'm not so much into it myself, but I respect it. Anyways, from what I heard, uh, you all handled yourself... Uh, fairly well in the, in the circumstances uh, so you say that you were you were beat up uh, are you talking about at the funeral uh, no sir uh, please elaborate oh uh, well I was I was headed back to uh, my hotel room when I was assaulted by your hotel room where uh, at the outward inn at the Edward Inn, yes. And uh, I was assaulted by a menagerie of men. Uh, they threw my stationery in the dirt, of which I am very upset. He, he writes down, Suspect had a menage a trois with men. What? That's, that's probably true in this town. Oh, sorry, you said menagerie? <laughs> you know, I, don't know, I don't know enough about this town to, uh, to make a fair assessment. <laughs> um... Says, all right, uh, I gotta say, it's it's not so unbelievable, especially these assholes that I talked to this morning, uh, the ones that supposedly caused the ruckus in the wrestlings yesterday. They seemed quite smug with themselves. Uh, I wouldn't put it past them to do that. So you're telling me that they jumped you, and that's the last thing you remember. You woke up in our town's memorial covered in blood, and you have no idea how that happened. Uh, that's pretty much the story, as far as I'm concerned. Are you planning on staying here long, Mr. Broadtusks? Uh, I have been instructed to do so. To stay for at least 30 days. Oh yeah, and by who? Uh, it was a request in a will from uh, Professor Petros Lorimer, who uh, people in the town, I assume, uh, don't like. But he requested that I'd be here for 30 days. And why is that? Uh, so that I can uh, handle some of his business uh, beyond the grave. He sits back in his chair kind of strokes his stubble. It's like, all right. Seems like old Petros uh, trusted you. At least a little bit. Well, he trusted my daughter. Interesting. So you're planning on staying here for uh, at least 30 days. All right, well, where are you, are you staying at the Outward Inn? Can I find you there? Uh, I don't believe they have a vacancy anymore, but I, uh, Kendra Lorma has given me a, uh, sp a room in her home. You're staying with Kendra? Uh, she has extended her graciousness to me, yes. Alright. Why don't we walk over there? I'll, uh, I'll show you the way. Uh, okay, Sheriff. And yeah, he walks you out of the jail. And uh, you get a lot of the same looks from the townsfolk. People are kind of avoiding you, like moving away as you guys walk by, but yeah. talking about you. Yeah, the half-orf covered in blood and soil. Yeah. 
No, I I get it. So are I don't, are we are we all calling orcs orfs now? Yeah, I would just like <laughs> to point out that I, I leaned really hard into that because <laughs> Surat made a mistake on his introduction in episode one, and he called Holy himself shit. a half orf. Oh. And so I've been really making fun of him without yes, saying anything. I heard that. And then you did it just this time. And I was like, what is happening? Are they actually orbs? Like, should, did I fucking miss something? Yeah, I yeah. Did I read the mind. wrong book? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, I was just totally ripping on him. You didn't get the reprint? Meg and I are texting while you guys are talking. And I don't know if you guys are reading what we're saying, but we're like... Meg, Meg writes, is, is he saying orf or am I crazy? <laughs> That's good. Oh, yeah. So for the listeners at home, I'll just point out uh, that we've been secretly doing an inside joke without you. And now you know. Now you're in with us. Okay. So they're orf still. And, and, yeah, no, and we'll it. never use that joke again. No, to, be fair, to be fair, Ryan and Megan were also not in on the joke. So the listeners can at least sympathize with them. Empathize? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were the only ones in on the joke. Well. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's fair. I forgot to say Wesley. My bad. <laughs> Wesley's here. Or am if, I? If only he reluctantly. Is. He's here. So back at the Lorimer Estate. Um... I don't, know, do you, I, I don't want to force it too much, but do you guys think that you uh, get to know each other a little more? Or are you just quietly eating breakfast, trying not to talk to each other? <laughs> I mean, I presume we chat. I want to say, prove it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have all the normal ingredients for uh, traditional dwarven pancakes, but how do you like... Uh, Flora, what, what do you think? You, you you seem to have eaten at least half of pancake there. What what are the traditional? No, we don't want any. We don't want any. Them. We're busy having breakfast. <laughs> Leave us alone. <laughs> no, no door to door salesmen. Um, we're in the middle of a meal. This is a, this is a sacred time in a dwarven culture. <laughs> It's uh, it's uh, Professor Lorimer's ghost, man. It's fun. <laughs> what are in the pancakes? <laughs> I just want to know what a tradi- traditional dwarven pancake is. It's fine. Out of character. <laughs> what, what, what is in a dwarven pancake? That's a good question. Uh, um, Stormax said he just found what was available, though. So maybe potatoes. it's like barley wheat and potatoes so um just those two things just so you know um <laughs> little cheese whiz me ryan i don't have all of the skills that my fictional character stormac has <laughs> and um i don't know what uh traditional dwarven pancake ingredients are i was just trying to role play and invite other people to role play but let's go ahead and take a tangent and go into the ingredient list of dwarven pancakes <laughs> Shit, yeah, how about you? Not, how about you? You could have said, like, oh, well, one-third a cup of limestone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what's funny? Is when you get within ten feet of them, you get a free perception check for Secret Door. Nice. <laughs> oh, because of stone cunning. Due to your stone cunning. 
Don't worry, if, if you get put on the spot and it makes you sound stupid, we can always cut it in post. <laughs> Likewise. Bat right back at you. Like what I can cut me saying that <laughs> just now. Sidriel! So you could cut, like, all of this shit and just add, it's a little chewy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally. <laughs> no, I don't want to cut anything. Sidriel, how do you like your pancakes, eh? Uh, yeah, they, they seem fine. Has he touched his pancakes yet? Or is he still oh yeah, he's a book in one hand. He's, he's eating together. Yeah, he likes them, eh, uh, see? Daisy has taken at least two of Flora's pancakes. <laughs> uh, Kendra has eaten uh, one bite, and then uh, she p- has been kind of forking her pancakes around. Uh, she hasn't even touched her bacon. Uh, she just looks kind of preoccupied, staring down at her plate. And uh, she took one, two bites, and is not really eating. Uh, L- Lady Kendra, what what can we do for you today? Eh? What can we do to help you around this big old house? <laughs> So, well, my friend there, I suppose that's what I'm trying to think of. Uh, you you were meant to stay here and help me, and I'm not even quite sure what I want, let alone what I need, and I know there are some duties around here that could be dealt with that I certainly don't feel like I have the energy for, but... I, fe- I feel like, if anything, uh, just time is what I need. Uh, time to just think of, of what I want, what I want to do uh, going forward. Father's magic certainly helped take care of this old house, uh, him not around. Perhaps just general maintenance and uh, care of the house would be much appreciated. I know old lady Straylock has been really riding me about my overgrown yard and garden that father always tended to and I just have not had the energy to deal with. Uh, the council men and women, uh, they are so strict about making your house look nice for the neighbors and they, uh, being fined. It's kind of ridiculous. That's that's why you never join an HOA. What's an HOA, Sarat? Oh, uh, you never get into a homeowners association, like where you have to have your yard all green and it has to be your house has to be painted a cer- certain color. And it's like it's like oh, Mendo. Yeah. Fuck that shit. I'll, I'll make a jungle in my yard if I want. Kendra, Lady Kendra, we, we'll be happy. I'll be happy to take care of the the, the garden and what have you out there. Uh, we'll put that Lady Straylock in her place. Wonderful. Um, yes, well, I, I'm certain that I can come up with some things that you can do for me here. But if uh, it, it seems that uh, your payment is dependent on you staying here for a month at the very least so perhaps it would be worth uh, sort of making acquaintances in town or kind of uh, making your place meeting some of the people uh, it's a very close-knit community here Stormac serves up a, a fifth plate and realizes uh, where, where is that half-orc I, I I I constantly hear his voice in my head, but I just don't see him anywhere. <laughs> At that moment, you hear a knock on the door. And uh, Kendra is kind of staring at her plate and seems to not even notice. Stormax already standing. I'll get it. 
<laughs> he heads over to the door. <laughs> He's got an apron on. He's just taking an oven mitt off. <laughs> He's this little dwarf in an apron. <laughs> he opens the door with a smile. Good morning. You see the thin, gaunt man in a trench coat and wide-brimmed leather hat there standing next to Ozil Broadtusks. And he looks a little surprised to see you answer the door. He's like, uh, good morning, uh, Benjamin Collar, nice to meet you. Oh, you are. Uh, uh, Stormac, uh, nice to meet you. I'm a guest of, of Lady Kendra. Um, shall I call for her? He says, let me guess, you're a friend of Petros. Uh, the, the professor, y- y- yes, uh, yes. Uh, Kendra's here, um, I'm sure she wouldn't mind if I come in, uh, I would like to speak with her. Uh, Ozil, do you, uh, acknowledge, uh, Stormac at all, or, or do anything when the, he opens the door? I mean, remember, I'm covered in blood. Oh, my friend, what happened to you? Are you okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, there it I'm is. Not, I just noticed. Uh, <laughs> just like, uh, hey, what's up? Bud. Oh, that's what you say? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's how he feels in his mind. <laughs> um, it's so bad. At a loss for words hey. now that you're actually here. Hey. Is oh. that, do I smell pancakes, dude? <laughs> oh, hey. What up? <laughs> High five. No, uh, bitching. And no, no, not quite. Uh, sort of. He definitely uh, feels a little ashamed. Uh, he doesn't really know what fucking happened. He lost all of his stationery, which sucks. And so he is going to... It was really to... nice. That, that's the main thing. You know how expensive that shit is? It's not cheap. Um, good filigree shit, too. Uh, no, yeah, he uh, he looks down and looks looks up and he's... Is, uh, is Kendra in? Um, I may have ran into a few legal troubles on my way home last night, uh, dealing with some of the, uh, yokels. So, John, uh, this Benjamin Collar, the sheriff, he introduced himself to Stormac? Yes, he did. Um, uh, professor, er, not professor, uh, sheriff, um, pardon me. And he shuts the door in his face and he goes, uh, Lady Ken, Lady Kendra, um, you have, you have some company here. I don't know if I should let them in or not. Um, so outside the door, the slam door is slammed in your face. It wasn't, it was less of a slam. It was just kind of a, excuse me. And then the door shuts. Right. So the door shuts and Benji Collar just kind of looks over at Ozil without saying anything. Just gives you a look. Uh, it's, uh, it's apparently not as, uh, welcoming as I would have hoped, but, uh, she'll, she'll vouch for me, I swear. It's fine. Everything's fine. Stormax walking back to the kitchen. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a guest in your home. I don't want to let this bloody half-orc and the, and the police, uh, you know. I don't, uh, please. You got the pop on you, don't Please, lady. He's just, like, fumbling. Lady Kendra, uh, you have business on your front doorstep. I don't want to. Uh, yeah, hey, the cops are here. Yeah, the, co- the cops are here. They brought a the convict with them, uh. She's looking at her her plate and she she kind of sh- shakes out of it and she's like, "Oh, uh, 
Sheriff Caller? Uh, of, of course. And, and she gets up and goes to the door. It's like, Sheriff, uh, what a pleasant surprise. Uh, please come in. And Ozil, is it? Uh, my, my word, what, what happened to you? Are you okay? What happened indeed? Uh, it's a long story. Uh, what a, what a, what a, is that pancakes? <laughs> oh, <laughs> traditional dwarven, you say? Oh, my. Oh, oh He really went hard on the limestone. <laughs> he, oh, I can smell. Oh, yes, it's very, very limestoney. Mm. They're very chewy. <laughs> Stormac comes out of the kitchen with a plate of pancakes in one hand and a and a wet towel in the other, and and uh, offers them both to oh. to uh, Ozil. Oh, is is that bacon? Oh, oh, oh wow! Oh. <laughs> it's like please, please, everyone have a seat. <laughs> Stormac like hurriedly goes back for some bacon. Like oh, he wants he oh, wants some oh. bacon. Brings him brings heavy him. on the limestone. My favorite oh, man, <laughs> traditional. God, DZ's so traditional. Been following Stormac back and forth from the kitchen. <laughs> Just following the bacon. Yes. Um, so Benjamin Collar comes in, and, and uh, you guys take a seat. And he's like, uh, looks like you've got some house guests here, Kendra. I hope I'm not intruding. She says, no, no, no. Um, it was actually part of my father's will that uh, these four... Stay here for the month and sort of help me deal with whatever it is I need to deal with uh, in this transitional period, so to speak. He says, uh, okay, well, that's, uh, that's nice. I'm glad that you have these people to help you out in this trying time, Kendra. I really am, uh, your friend here, Ozil, and he looks over at Ozil, he seems to have found himself in an interesting position this morning. Ozil is like uh, two hands full of bacon into his face, about halfway through a pancake. <laughs> he says, uh, I found him passed out this morning, covered in blood, uh, at the Harrowstone Monument, the memorial statue. Uh, the entire thing was desecrated, covered in blood from God's nowhere. Uh, there's a big letter V painted on the statue. Do you know anything about this, Kendra? Any any kind of insight? Uh, any of you? Kendra's like, oh my word, no, that's that's terrible. Who would do such a thing? And, uh, and he looks at the rest of you. Anybody else uh, got any answers for me? What was this statue? Uh, well, it's a, a memorial statue for uh, the town prison, uh, Harrowstone. It uh, burnt down 50 years ago and... Uh, we built this statue to commemorate uh, the lives lost in uh, trying to save it and protect the town. Her ears perk up at the, at the mention of the prison. Uh, Sheriff, would would you like some pancakes? Uh, no, thank you. How about you. some bacon or coffee? Uh, toast? Uh, coffee, please. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Uh, he goes and gets it. He's like, uh, I, I can't find, uh, I can't... I can't think of any reason why anyone in town would do this to the memorial. Uh, everyone is that I know of is uh, basically feels the same way. Either they have no idea of what happened 50 years ago, or they're you know very very solemn about it. And I 
I must say. These new people in town, all of a sudden, and especially finding one of them at the scene while this happens, is quite suspicious. Is there anyone at the town whose name begins with B? Stormak comes out of the kitchen with his with the coffee. Here you go. Oh, so sheriff, uh, all that blood. Uh, anybody dead? Well, not so far as I can tell. Where'd the blood come from then? It's a good question. And uh, when I just found this scene this morning with your friend here, passed out, covered in it. Uh, so I'm. Having a hard time believing he has no idea. But his story kind of checks out at the same time. It, it wasn't me, my friend. Uh, uh, but these pancakes, man. Ooh, fire. Pure fire. Okay. <laughs> Stormak blushes. <laughs> He's halfway through his second one. He, like, squints his eyes at you. Stormak kind of puts his hand on his heart, closes his eyes with a smile. Oh, he touched. <laughs> it's like, well, uh, you ever had traditional it, uh, dwarven? Because this shit is is beyond belief. I only rolled a three for a, for a ten. Wait till wait till wait till lunch, my friend. Wait till lunch. I mean, that's the only dwarven I've ever known is just a three. Protoss has some pretty low standards for pancakes. So have there been any reports of missing persons or assaults, maybe livestock going missing? Uh, not not that I can tell. Uh, you know, a lot of times stuff like that uh, will get put up on the posting poles. Uh, well, the blood clearly didn't come out of him. And it clearly didn't come out of any of us. Maybe go check the posting poles and we'll finish up breakfast? Yep, uh, that was on my list, uh... I assure you, I'm looking into it. Uh, I'll check in on the posting polls. Uh, look, for now, Ozil, my friend, I hate to say it, but you're still somewhat of a suspect in this. And uh, Sounds like you're not going anywhere, but uh, just stick around, could you? I'll, um, I'll be in touch. Father Ozo will look at you with like two very swollen eyes because he looks like he's been, you know, assaulted for sure. And he will, uh, he'll smile at you with uh, half of another pancake in his mouth. <laughs> so, Kendra, uh, thank you for the offer of breakfast. Uh, I'm gonna take this coffee with me if you don't mind, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to work looking into this. Uh, why don't you keep an eye on your friends here? She nods. She's like, of course, Chef. Uh, I'm sure you. I'll, I'll, I'll keep a close eye on them. Uh, it seems as though I, uh, they are trustworthy, though. I uh, give, give you my word on that. He just nods and he gets up, kind of waves his trencher. That mug's part of a set. Make sure you bring that back. And yeah, he pays no mind. Just walks uh, out. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> we needed that back. Oh, Stormax, stop it. Uh, Benjamin is a good, a dear friend. I, I, I'm, I'm sure he'll bring it back. Uh, but yeah, and so I, I hope that uh, we can all come a little bit closer over time. But uh, I feel after eating, I, I, I just I need to lay down for a little bit. I'm still not quite feeling myself. I'll be more helpful uh, in time. I, I, I promise. So, but th- thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Solmac, so much for cooking. And 
I'll be up uh, in a bit. I, I just need to lay down, I think. Sorry the pancakes were so heavy. <laughs> it's all the limestone, I uh, but it, it's traditional. And, uh, yeah, she uh, excuses herself and she goes back up to her room. Uh, you can tell that she's still kind of holding back a little bit of her depression. Uh, but she's trying to put on a, a strong face uh, for a company. Uh, Flora will start gathering dishes. Yeah, Stormac gets right into cleaning the whole kitchen there and, and uh, is like very cheery, kind of like gives Flora's elbow an elbow. Like, uh, let's get to work, eh? She uh, will give him a smile, like a sort of half smile. Uh, I'm going to go over to the library and tidy up a little bit, but then I also want to look for... Like, maybe any history books of Raven Grove? Like, kind of look into what happened at that prison? Cool. Uh, so, you help tie it up a little bit, and you start looking for books on the prison. Oh, so why don't you go clean yourself up, buddy? <laughs> yeah, is there, a, is there a horse trough anywhere he can just go fall in? <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure there's, like, showers no. or a bathing uh, area. I mean, I don't know. This is pretty deep. It's like, it's it's down deep in that wool. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think any amount of blotting is going to take that amount of blood out of these uh, these woolen clothes. Yes, I saw a horse trough uh, two houses down by, by the stable at the corner. Uh, good luck with that. Ozil, you notice uh, while you're you're checking your your filthy blood-stained robes that you do still have the envelope that you received from Professor Lorimer's will. Yeah, he'll he'll hold on to that. He's definitely going to go um find a place to clean up his self and uh, uh t- you know, patch up his uh Wounds, which uh, are probably substantial. You know what, John? Um, uh, yesterday, last session, when uh, when, when Surat uh, elected to wait on his card, I kind of just got swept up in that. So um, <clears throat> maybe after Flora and Stormac are done doing the dishes, they sit down again for more coffee or something. And Stormac says, "Oh, I never opened my envelope." and um, well, let's go ahead and do that. Okay. So you pop this envelope open, and inside it is an ornate card. Uh, why don't you give us a little description of what that looks like? Okay. We've got a bear with a party hat on, and uh, like a clown collar, like. Like a, it kind of looks like a tutu. I'm sure there's probably a proper name for that clown collar. Like a circus um, bear. Like a circus bear. Um, he is uh, riding a unicycle. He's carrying a scepter. Um, there's a skull on the ground. Uh, this card is titled "The Bear," and uh, prominently in front of all of this, in the foreground of the bear is a little shield with a hammer. Cool, cool, cool. Um, um, so what is your guys' plan? What's going through your heads right now? What are you thinking are your first steps in kind of making your place in this town? 
I mean, Ozil's plan is to get um, cleaned up, and he needs to uh, write a letter to solidify his home dealings that he needs to deal with in order to be sufficient to be around here for 30 days. But other than that, he needs to find a purpose, for sure. Um, Flora, is it? L- Lady Flora? Just Flora. Just Flora. Um, shall, shall we take a walk into town? Um, Judging by our friend's experience, it doesn't sound like it could be safe. Oh, it's totally safe. Don't don't mind me. Uh, once I've forced down this fourth pancake, uh, I'd probably be ready for a shit, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> I mean, every, I like a shower beer, but I've never had a shower pancake. That's 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 some commitment there, buddy. Nah, it just turns into waffle stomping it down. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sh- uh, hey, S- hey, Sidriel, you want to go for a walk in the town? Um, I don't know. I don't know if Ozil. I think he likes to spend some alone time. No, With those I, I'm, 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 I'm sure Sarah wants to join us. Uh, so Sidriel, as you're looking through the bookshelves, uh, you you're not really finding a lot on the history of town uh, in this library um, that you can find. I consult the card catalog. You, you know what? You do have a, a librarian. In, in, in regards to that, uh, Stormak has been uh, interested in, in the books, uh, but not to the extent that Sidrail has. But uh, he, he does want to kind of see if there's some sort of order to this library, this personal library. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do have profession librarian, believe it or not. Let's have a roll. Let's there. give that a go. We got a roll for yeah, something. Yeah, why right? not? I've only done a profession cook, and now my other profession librarian. Ooh, rolled a natural nineteen for a twenty-six total. Nice. Not only do I know the full um, order, here's the history book section right here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you, you're. Uh, pretty confident that you could find just about anything in this mass of bookshelves Um, is there an order to it or is it just like there is uh it is immaculately uh ordered and uh alphabetical or dewey decimal uh whatever the funnest one is uh you're the librarian it should be divided into uh different knowledges oh this is the knowledge arcana over here's knowledge dungeoneering (laughs) Um, you don't find much, though, in the way of town history. Um, but with that role, you are probably, you could probably assume that stuff like that, town records and history, um, would probably either be in the town hall or perhaps the Temple of Phrasma that's in town might hold records like that. Uh, Mr. Sidril, I see you looking for a type of book. Uh, what was it you're looking for? Well, the sheriff mentioned something about the prism. Here, that might be a good place to start, see why somebody might want to vandalize that statue. 
Uh, well, I'm, I'm very sorry to tell you. I don't think there's many history books here. Uh, again, I'm so sad to tell you. I think it's all just magic. All just books on magic, my friend. That's all there is. <laughs> well, that'll be just fine, too. You think that the temple and the, the uh, town hall could hold records like that? What say we go out for a walk, eh? Stretch those legs. You can't just read all day. I mean, I could. Well, uh, I don't want to start an argument, my friend. I could stretch my legs a bit, I suppose. Yeah. Daisy needs a walk. It's about goddamn time, Sidriel. You're, like, older than I am, and you, uh, you look so spry. It's very, uh, disconcerting. I spent most of my time inside, out of the sun, reading books. Does wonders for the skin. Mmm, must be nice. You see Daisy is, like, next to, like, a pile of licked clean plates, and she's, like, waiting at the door. <laughs> she take the plates with her to the door? Is that what she's saying? She licked them all the way there. <laughs> I mean, isn't that, like, the original use of dogs? Like, why humans or any race would have used them is to... Like clean up after their meals, so you didn't have a bunch of other. Flora, shit. I thought I thought we were cleaning these dishes. I now see that half of these dishes are just licked by your dog. Well, uh, that's not how we clean dishes. I now have to wash all of those again. That's how I clean dishes. <laughs> Very well. We'll save these for later. Let's go for our walk. Heard. All right. So you guys all head out and. Into the town? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, as a herd. Oh, I thought you were saying herd. We... Like, gangsta herd. <laughs> oh, oh no, I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is multiple the herd, herd. Gotta love English, right? Double herd? You have to. We all walk side by side, very gangsta. Slow motion, like mm-hmm. astronauts. Boom. What's playing the like DMX? It's gonna give it to you. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you guys head down, and uh, as you get a little closer to the town square, uh, you can see it's kind of bustling. Like there's people in the gazebo in the center of the town square. Uh, there's children playing and like playing jump rope and running around. Um, people coming in and out of uh, the storefronts. Uh, you recognize the Outward Inn. And uh, there are a few other storefronts. Father Ozel, you would recognize the jail. Yeah. Yes, I would. Would I recognize my uh, stuff laying anywhere? Is, like, my stuff anywhere? Do I see, like... <laughs> <laughs> P- pieces of, of of my belongings like laying anywhere because uh, they you weren't with see, me when I woke up you see tattered scraps of stationery really nice stationery no man I pick up half Not. a piece of uh, muddy paper and say uh, this says your name on it uh, yeah God, with my header on it and everything. This, this is very nice quality paper. I, I'm... Yeah, it cost a lot. 
uh, when I bought it. I like this little stamp in the corner. It's very nice. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Do you like the frilly edges too? I mean, it was it was not not cheap. I honestly, I don't like the frilly edges. I wasn't gonna say anything, but no, I oh, I, I toss it into the air. <laughs> you know, I I kicked that around like back and forth before I bought the the frilly paper, but I I just kind of decided at the end of the day that. Uh, I should go with the frilly Maybe paper. Maybe you should have asked a friend. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm starting to realize that now. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, you see, uh, as you're standing in the town square, uh, you see townsfolk around, you see children playing. Uh, there is a, a large gold-haired dog uh, resting in the center of the gazebo. And you look around and you see a couple signs for the different storefronts. Uh, you see Ravengrow General Store. Uh, something called the Silk Purse. You see Ravengrow Forge and you hear hammer banging from inside. And another sign that says Jominda's Apothecary. At the north end of the town square you notice a large wooden pole uh, that is covered in flyers and uh, pieces of paper. And you think that might be the posting poles uh, that you were talking about earlier. Let's take a look at that. Yeah, I mean, if my stationery's all over, if hopefully there's some stationery pinned to that pole. <laughs> uh, so you don't find any of your stationery there. Um, but you find a lot of uh, different ads uh, looking for help for different jobs. Um, you see Millie the Baker is looking for some day laborers. Uh, Taryn's pet Bungo the Bunny is missing. Have you seen her? There's an estate sale for Mr. B Mrs. Uh, Burbager in three days. Uh, Zokar, uh, the tavern keep, is looking for some day laborers. Oh, we know him. Where's this tavern? You know Zokar. Where's this tavern at? I wonder. Uh, you don't I see wonder. it here in the town square. Uh, but Do we pull off one of the little things and call the number? <laughs> Is there a name? Uh, it's it? a, what his tavern's called? Uh, the Laughing Demon. The Laughing Demon? That's not... Uh-oh. That's ominous. <laughs> At least it's laughing. It's not going to be good. Better than a frowning demon. Uh, you, s <laughs> you see an ad for the Filberson wedding, uh, which apparently happened a week ago. Uh, you see a for sale ad. One wheelbarrow, two spades, one pitchfork, and a plow with a harness. Two sides and miscellaneous hand tools. Fucking it, we could outfit an angry mob with that. In four days, there's a barn raising. Somebody's looking for help raising a barn at the Barlow Farm. Farmer Pendergrass needs his hay brought in from the fields. And Farmer uh, Flergenhergen. Flergenhergen. I know that guy. Is, uh, <laughs> is offering 25 gold uh, for the death of the wolf and or wolves that have been killing his goats. That's a classic. Um, yeah, those are the ads you see on the posting polls. Uh, you grab the uh, you grab a tab off a Zokar's uh, day laborers ad. 
Oh, of course. We love that guy. And uh, if you if you ask around uh, the town um, square here, you can find directions to the Laughing Demon. Hey, you! Where's Laughing Demon? <laughs> yeah. The first person you ask just kind of gives you a dirty look and walks I'm talking away. Talking to you, buddy. What are you? Why are you walking away? <laughs> <clears throat> and then, uh, and then somebody else comes up after them. And they're like, eh, "Don't worry about them." Hey, the Laughing Demon's right down that road, right there. And they point to the, the west, the west, east, northwest. West east, northwest. West east, northwest. Was, 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 it's probably because there was just like a beat up looking half orc next to you shoving pancakes in you just his brought face. some for the road, huh? Yeah, road, road cakes. cakes. <laughs> Pocket pancakes. Um so yeah, they point you in the direction of Laughing Demon and it is down by the river. Yep, that looks like a tavern. Is that guy where you head? Sure, why not? Check in on that guy. Um, he did. He did take a pretty hard walk. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking uh, we're just out for a walk. We don't really have a direction. We might as well just see the town. So yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, Ozil Broadtusk is, is not happy that he doesn't have any of his things. I'd like to keep an eye out for uh, anything that would look like my things. For sure. Because I assume uh, that they would be different than everybody else's things in this town. You expect to see, like, a guy wearing your shirt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Be like, oh, shit. That's my tunic. Absolutely. Nice. So, you hear the, the, the sound of the, ha- the forge's hammer get quieter and quieter as you leave the square. You pass by Jaminda's apothecary, uh, which seems quaint enough. Down the road towards the Laughing Demon. You pass by another posting pole, uh, which has a lot of similar ads posted to it. I, I grab another one from uh, <laughs> wherever we're headed. Just so you have two, in case you get mugged for the first one. Yeah. It, 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 did it happen to you? No. You you didn't get mugged. I got mugged. You grab an ad off of the second posting pole, and you hear a, a, a small voice say, Hey, mister! Stop that! Put that back! Uh, why? Let's take a look at who's talking. And, uh, you look, and there is a small boy uh, walking up to you, and you recognize him from as the small boy that was at the funeral with Zokar. Okay, young child. Why would I put this back? So I spent all morning posting those. They're for everybody to see, not just you. I, I, I understand your plight, but uh, at the same time... Uh, I was headed there anyway, and I like souvenirs. Alright. We'll put it back. What do you That's want my to job. I get paid to put that there. They're gonna take my wages. I thought they were tabs. Did I not just grab a tab off the bottom? <laughs> What's on the tab is... is... <laughs> 
Did I just rip the whole poster? That's off what the you wall? said you did. No, no, no. I just wanted to grab a little tab off the bottom. There's no phone numbers, bro. <laughs> this is the medieval times. There's like three streets in this town. Maybe it had an address, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Okay. Yes. You're right. <laughs> Alright, well I'll I'll put I'll hold the paper up and punch the kid through it and then we can get on our way. Poor kid. I thought you were like a peaceful old man. I was until I got my it ass. Sounded like you tore down all the flyers and then you assaulted a child. You punched that's the kid. So- that's what no, it sounded like to me. No, I don't punch the kid. No, yeah. I'll it just, sounded I'll like you punched the kid. No. I've right in front of the jail. You you'd be surprised how father? often that actually Jeez. happens to me. Did you but, punch children? Um, what I, does Father Ozel actually do? Okay. After he strikes the child. Yes. Um, I am dying. Yeah. <laughs> Once the child is crying in the mud, what does he do? He takes his beating. He doesn't uh, cry. No, he's he's not crying in the mud, man. You guys you guys twisted that on me real quick. Okay, he's a tough no. kid. He, he's a tough kid. He uh, does what he does. And you know, no, I I put I put the poster back, and I like okay. I'm 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 sorry, young. I'm sorry, young son. Um, I'm here to see your father. <laughs> Well, all right, that's all he had to say. He's right inside. Thanks for putting it back. I worked real hard on it. Goddamn, you better have. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he kind of goes on his way. He seems a little annoyed by It's fine. His dad went down hard in the dirt, and if I didn't save him by rolling him over, he would have drowned, <laughs> so. Be Here grateful you you're not a fucking orphan. <laughs> Uh, alright, so you head in... Do you head into the bar? I'm taking Yes. The Laughing Demon. So you head into the bar, and it's pretty hopping. Uh, there are lots of people, uh, drinking, and, uh, there's, like, a, a person, uh, playing the flute on stage. Is it the jazz flute? Uh, you... It is Yaz flute. Yaz. Yes. Yeah, it's a yeah. Hop in. There's a couple waiters going around serving drinks to people. Uh, you smell some kind of delicious food in the background. And as soon as you guys walk through the door, hello, Zokar. My friends, my friends. I'm so happy to see you again. And Zokar comes out from behind the bar and runs right up to you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hola, hi, my. You're looking much better. Uh, my head has just stopped hurting <laughs> just an hour ago. Why, that was one hell of a bruiser we were in, huh? Yes, a little bit of fun. Yes, well, I was uh, happy to defend our uh, mutual friend together. Professor Lormer was a close acquaintance of mine. Drinks are on the house for you. Uh, anything I can get for you, uh, you tell me. Stormak looks around like, who, what the... Do you have any of those uh, traditional dwarven pancakes? 
<laughs> no, no, no pancakes, my friend. Uh, we have much more uh, spooky meals. Uh, we like to have fun here. Huh? You like uh, vampire steaks, yes? Uh, well, uh, anything <laughs> with limestone in it sounds delicious. Uh, or perhaps you would like the corpse chowder. Oh, it's a very, it's a town favorite. Yeah, very dark with the uh, undeadness, uh, especially with the strong Phrasman community around here, huh? Yes, well, Oosterlof is it, it? Quite a dark place, you might say, and I find the best way to meet the horrors of the world is with a jest. I feel that, uh, especially because it is so close to the Day of Bones that uh, uh, you would be offering such drinks, but, uh, you know, it could be good. So you do not want uh, liquid ghosts? This is our most favorite drink here. <laughs> as long as it's in liquid form. I'll try a liquid ghost. All right. A round of liquid ghosts for my new friends. <laughs> you okay over there, Chelsea? <laughs> <laughs> um, and one of the servers comes by a young human girl and sets down four big mugs. Um, and it appears to be some kind of ale, uh, but it's faintly glowing with a greenish tint. Okay, Stormac gives it a big old gulp. Let's go for it. It tastes like a really (laughs) nice, sweet, pale ale. No, it doesn't. Fortitude save? (laughs) Nope, no fortitude save. It's a a nice, sweet, pale ale uh, with a faint greenish glow. Brewed with mushrooms from the, uh, you know, high lands of Highbury. <laughs> He's like, yes, we have harvested these ghosts from the wrestlers ourselves, I swear to the gods. And he laughs, and he, like, goes back to start pouring some more drinks for somebody else. Was he suggesting that we're actually drinking ghosts? Uh, you could tell that he was joking. Okay, sorry. And it's kind of like a, a gimmick for his restaurant. Yeah, you just cut out for a second, and so I was like, was he, was he for real? Is he actually? <laughs> yeah, so the menu has things like vampire steaks, uh, which are cuts of beef skewered on thick wooden spikes, or wolf balls. Which are just lamb meatballs served on plates painted to look like the face of the full moon. Uh, Corpse chowder is a thick stew with red broth and chunks of meat in it. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, everything just, you you look around and everything's got a goofy, spooky name to it, but it's like a big joke. It's like a TGI Fridays. We we straight up walked into a theme restaurant. I I really Mm -hmm. like it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Stormac likes it a lot as well. Um, but his his buddies here, I don't he I don't know if they're loving it or not. So he he uh you know like 
cheers them, uh, hits his mug into theirs and says, like, can't you taste the ghosts? It's delicious. <laughs> and he's trying to, like, he's try- you, know, you know how when somebody's trying to make <laughs> you have fun, but it's just not happening. He's like, come on, uh, don't you taste the ghosts? <laughs> let's get let's get some of those wolf balls over here. Those sound delicious. Flora's cheering up with every sip of What's Wesley doing? I'm hanging out with you folks having drinks. You know, you guys notice uh, as you're sitting there drinking, and uh, Zokar uh, is laughing heartily in the background, uh, pouring drinks for people. Uh, the flute player is playing on. You notice a few people next to you are playing some sort of card game. Um, it looks like. Uh, the cards they're using for this game are Harrow cards. Uh, you recognize the, the style and the, the artwork. And uh, they're playing some sort of game with it, uh, with different piles of cards, and they're throwing down cards and, and yelling at each other and gambling and like having a grand old time. They're drinking. And then one of them triumphantly lays down a winning hand. And as soon as he does so, the five cards on the table that he laid down suddenly burst into flames. The flames flare up uh, nearly two or three feet in height from the table, and it's just like almost like an explosion sends like everyone at the table blasting back in their chairs onto the ground and the light that comes from this is so bright uh, that it temporarily blinds you and your heads are filled with the sound of people screaming and it sounds like the screaming is coming from underneath you below the floorboards as if, like, people were burning alive in the basement of this bar. And that's where we're going to leave it off. Cool.